morning. Um, if uh, I'm just going to say Happy Mother's Day to uh, to all the moms out there. If um, now today on Mother's Day, it's always uh, a lot of people here, um, and I, I I don't preach a Mother's Day sermon uh, because. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of the moms here have have invited other people to come. So if you come here and and uh, and I just stood up here and said how great all the moms were, which they are, uh, I, uh, I I just I just want everyone to get something. So actually, we're just going through a series. We've been in this series called "I Choose." If you've been here the last couple of weeks, you're gonna feel like okay, this is pretty similar. It's a it's the same idea that life's full of choices. Um, we have to make decisions every day, and when we don't make decisions, we're ultimately, we're still making decisions. And so we're going through the series, and we have to decide what matters. So a couple weeks ago, we started with the idea of choosing purpose over popularity, meaning I'm choosing to obey God and, and try to please Him instead of trying to please people. Then last week, it was the idea of uh, choosing sur- surrender over control. Basically, I taught everyone how to fold a towel properly, um, it was a lot of fun. Did you know you can fold a towel in three folds? Most people do four, and it's very time-consuming, and, and uh, they gave me a hard time last week, but we're not going to do any towel folding today. Um, but anyway, this, this one today, um, it's, uh, it's choosing discipline over regret. And I thought when I, uh, when I saw that this is a, a series from Craig Rochelle Life Church and the structure here, and, and I saw it and I thought, that's perfect, discipline, disciplining a child. So that, you know, and I think there's a lot of truth to that, but actually it's more about self-discipline, meaning I have to live a disciplined life or I'm going to regret things later. And, and so um, uh, basically the, the tension with all this is you're going to experience pain in life. Everyone experiences pain. We know this. You don't have, you've, you know, if, if you've uh, lived longer than a few days, um, or at least where you can know, you, you know, you know there's pain in life. And, uh, and I, I want this to be an uplifting and encouraging message. I know it's not starting out that way, but Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. It's, there's going to be challenges. Now, a lot of times, it's not your fault. There are things that happen, accidents, job loss, uh, broken relationships. Some of these things are not your fault at all. You just are living through and you have to react to things that happen that cause pain in your life. Maybe it's uh, something, something big like that. Maybe uh, your kids bring home a cat, you know, and then you have a cat in your house. It's just painful, right? Um, I, I love the cat people. It's fun. I have two cats. I usually pet them and stuff, so I just like to mess around. Um, but anyway, some pain is, is within your control. Now, I, I know that's tough, but some of the pain is actually within our control. Uh, the challenge is uh, you, well, you get to choose your pain. And if I'm going to choose my pain, then most of us will say, you know what, I'm just going to choose not to have pain. That doesn't work. You're either going to have the pain of discipline now, or you're going to have the pain of regret later. You are choosing your pain in some way. You can choose your pain of obeying your parents today, or you can choose the pain of the consequences later. You can choose the pain of living within your means today, or you can choose the pain of of uh, battling debt later. You can choose the pain of studying for the exam today, or the pain of retaking the class tomorrow. You get to choose. A lot of times we say it's not really a choice, and then we have to deal with the consequences, but we look back and we had a choice all along. So we get to choose the the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. What's discipline? We're going to define discipline. It is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Those don't always uh, match up. What do you want now? What do I want today? 
What do I want most? We're going to look at why we do this. This is more than, it's not just a self-help talk. As I was thinking through some of this, I thought, you know, is this really, yeah, there's some really big biblical truths behind this idea. See, in, uh, in uh, Romans 7, uh, the Apostle Paul, he says some things that, that points to uh, this, this challenge, and, and honestly, it kind of feels good. See, the Apostle Paul, he was someone who was already religious, and he was following God, or so he thought, and then uh, he met Jesus, and he cha- everything changed, and he wrote uh, almost a third of the New Testament. I mean, if anyone gets it right, you would say it's, it's Paul. He would have to have gotten it right. Didn't happen that way. It was difficult for him to, he almost sounds like a madman, he sounds crazy, trying to explain how it feels going through life and messing up all the time. Romans 7, verse 15, he starts out, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate I do. Sound familiar? Uh, I wish that I hadn't eaten all of that. Now I'm miserable. I wish that I hadn't drank so much. That happens sometimes to people, right? Uh, I wish that I, hadn't, uh, that I hadn't fallen for that lie again. Uh, that I told myself over and over that this will bring joy to my life and it's only brought regret. He says, verse 16, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. What he's saying is, I knew better, now I feel guilty, but I know there's a better way, it's just hard. I just struggle with it. Verse 17, as it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it, it is sin living in me. What he's saying is there's a power inside of him that he cannot overcome. He can't defeat it on his own. To think that we're stronger than Satan, we're not. Not on our own. We need the Spirit. We need, we need Jesus. That's why we're here, because we've accepted the fact that we're failures, and we're going to mess up over and over again, and it's really hard, but we don't have to save ourselves. Paul was the exact same way, a man who wrote much of the Bible. He says, verse 18, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me and does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. He he said, I'm just a bad person and there's nothing I can do. Now, I know we look around, and I I do this too, and I, I think, okay, how do they really struggle with that? Why is that actually an issue? Why can't they, just don't do it, just stop doing it or just start doing it. It's not that hard. And then I think through my own life, and I think about the things that I struggle with, and now it's not so easy. It's not the same for everyone. Whatever issues Paul faced, whatever temptations he had, whatever struggles he had, maybe it was personality issues, maybe it was just uh, who he was, and, or that's how he thought it was his identity. Whatever that is, that's, it's not the same for all of us, but it's hard. He says, verse 24, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? He's asking for help. He's I'm a horrible person. It's killing me on the inside, and there's no way out. I need help. He wants to do the right thing. Anybody want to do the right thing, but you just, you can't? 
I think we all get that to that point where we do something or we say something or, or we uh, hurt someone and we're like, oh, I'm ashamed, I don't feel right, this isn't how it's supposed to be, I'm embarrassed, I don't want to talk about it, if I get help I have, to, I have to say that there's a problem, I don't really want to do that, who can help me? That's how Paul felt, that's what he, he was just crying out, I need help. Here's the answer, verse 25, he says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to, a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. There's a tension still. He, he knows that there's a, a better way, but he also knows that he's going to continue to be pulled over and over again. But he says, thank God. The answer is not being better. It's not being stronger. He says that the answer is in Jesus Christ, my Lord. That's the key to our message today, that we can't save ourselves. On our own, we're in trouble. But in Christ, because of his life, his example, his word, his spirit, his, mostly today in this message when we think about how disciplined we are or the lack of, his, his grace and forgiveness. To know that I can work pretty hard at some things and I can be disciplined, but I can't save myself. And we don't have to. We can make a daily choice, though, in considering what do I want now and what do I want most we're going to mess up over and over, but today you, you have to make a choice. We're going to talk about this, and I hope that each person can apply that one area in your life that you're like, I just need to get this right. We're going to talk about what that looks like, because Paul didn't just accept defeat and say, you know what, I'm never going to get it right, so just live with it and move on. He didn't do that, so I'm, I'm going to fail again tomorrow. I'm going to fail again next month, so why try? No, he didn't do that. He appreciated that even he could be forgiven so much that he made it his goal to live for Jesus. And so he worked really hard. Here's how he did it. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one runs, only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Basically, to paraphrase that whole thing, he's saying, if you're going to race, run to win. Run to win. Now, give all your focus and your energy. I, I know that a lot of people in here were athletes, right? If you've ever competed in any, any competitive sport, raise your hand. I need to see. I need to know. Yeah, I've got to put them up if you have. Any competitive sport. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's just an illustration that they would understand. Uh, it's fun to be on a team because you can make friends and build relationships, but it is fun to win. And that's what he's saying. So, so he had a goal, and he was focused, and he was disciplined on pleasing God. He had to choose. The discipline now or the, or the regret later. If you want to be healthy, you got you to gotta make a decision every day. It's not, it's not going to just, I make this decision today and now it's all good. No, you got to make it every day. If you want to be healthy, you, you're probably going to have to have that discipline of not eating so much pizza and sleeping in. And maybe you have to have, the, have that discipline of instead of waking up early and exercising or eating healthy. You have the discipline now or you're going to have the regret later. But we have to choose, what do I want most, and is it what I want now? That root word for discipline is the same word for disciple. Uh, we are disciples of Jesus. We follow him, 
and it takes discipline. We run a race for the prize that matters, not a blue ribbon or a little plastic trophy, or even if you're really good, you get a shiny gold medal. Uh, to be honest, those are, those are the best, right? The Olympics. Now we work hard for Jesus because he offered us grace and forgiveness. We don't earn our salvation. Now this is something different. His goal, I'm going to talk about it later, his goal is not to save himself. He didn't say, I'm going to work really hard so I can go to heaven. That's not what happened. I'll come back to that. But he was speaking to this audience that, that understood what the race was. It was not the Olympics, it was the Isthmian Games. Very similar, a lot of national pride. Ten months of strict training for the athletes in extreme cold or extreme heat, whatever they needed to do. Uh, they, no alcohol, no junk food. I mean, they trained hard. So how do we do it? We're not, we don't have to probably go and train in extreme cold and heat and, and do everything that they did. But how do we, how do, we do this? Romans, Romans 12, 2, it says, uh, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're not going to change ourselves. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, but we have to get rid of some of those things. We have to surrender some things, and then we have to work really hard in some areas so that we can, we can move forward in a way that's productive. So, this is going to be very simple, and it's almost going to feel like, well, I'd he came up with some good questions there. Now, it's going to be really simple, but if you apply it, it will be life-changing. If, if you hear this, if you do what Paul did, it's going to make a big difference. First, first question, what do you want most? What do you want most? Now, really think about that. I don't mean like, I want to win the lottery most. I want to, I want to go and marry Justin Bieber. I, I don't know if he's married or not. I'm not. I don't keep up on all the pop culture stuff, or if even... If he's, uh, if he's someone someone would want to marry, I'm not sure. But anyway, you get the idea. What's something that you want most that's godly, that's good, that if you think, oh, if I just experienced this, it would allow me to truly live in a way that I want to live. I could wake up and feel good about myself, and I could look in the mirror, and I could make a difference for God and his kingdom and his church. It doesn't have to sound super spiritual either. I, I know you might be thinking, well, we're in a church, so I, I want most to have an hour of daily devotions. Well, if you do, that's great, but maybe that's not the next step that you need right now. It doesn't have to sound spiritual. The older that we get, that I get, the more I realize it all goes together. That if we're going to love God with our, with our heart and our soul and our mind, that means loving with everything. If you, wanna, if you want to give something, you think, well, there's this missionary I really want to support, or there's this program I really want to uh, invest in. I want to invest, well, then you have to be healthy financially or you're not going to be able to help God's kingdom in that area. If you want to help with a building project, or with the children's ministry, or the youth group, you're probably going to have to use your body in some way, so being healthy physically is probably something that you'll need to be able to do in some way. See, getting healthy spiritually, and physically, and financially, and re relationally, all these things can be good for God's kingdom. We don't have to just separate the little compartment. Here's my spiritual life, and I'm really healthy there, but I'm not in any other area then you're probably not useful in a lot of areas that you could be. So what do you want most? How do you want God to use you? Maybe you think, well, I wanted to do this, but that's too late. Some opportunities may have passed. But if you keep your eyes open, if you, if you pray about it, if you ask God to show you an idea, uh, how, how he could use you now, that's going to be there. I'm, I'm asking you, though, just to think of one thing. 
I know you might be thinking, well, I need to change a bunch of areas. I need to be disciplined in a lot of areas. I, I need to quit smoking and gambling, and I need to change my diet, and I need to start lifting and add some cardio and sleep more. No, start with one. The one that you, what do you want most? Because you're going to make a list of 10 things. I do this at the first of every year. I make a list of things that I want to work on over the next year, and then, you know, in two or three weeks, then I'm like, where was that list again? Because I'm not sure if I started any of them yet. No, just pick one thing. What do I want most to be useful for God's kingdom? Now, what do I need to do to get there? Last week, you had to give up something. Today, I'm asking you to give your attention to something. I think it's pretty appropriate on Mother's Day. I know this isn't a full Mother's Day sermon, but being a parent with kids in the home, it is really hard to stay disciplined. Uh, when, we, uh, when, when the kids liked, you know, especially when they're a little younger, they liked chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese, and they like pizza, so it's hard to be, oh, I'm just going to eat salad and vegetables, and the kids are not going to eat because they only eat this other stuff, and I know I should teach them, but it's really hard, and I'm tired because the kids kept us up. It's really hard to stay, stay disciplined when you've got um, these little creatures in your house that are controlling everything, you know, kids. But, but that's probably the time that we need to be most disciplined, really, when, like, okay, if I don't want to miss this moment and I want to I be able to play with my kids, then I need to be healthy in a lot of ways. Um, so it's, it's a hard time, but it's, it's an opportunity. So next question, what do you need to do? You decided what you want, now what are the steps? If you want to be close to God and you, you think, well, maybe you commit to church every week. Or, or more often than you, than you come now, or you're, well, I come to church every week, and I still want to be closer. Get a Bible reading plan. Start reading the Bible every day. Well, I read the Bible every day, and I go to church every Sunday, and I still feel like I need to do more. I want, I want to do more. Join a Sunday school class. Join a small group. Start a small group. You know, there are opportunities out there. You might say, I want to get in better shape. Well, go to the gym, cut out carbs, add vegetables to meals. I know vegetables are gross, but they're, I guess they're healthy. But we have to choose daily because you make this decision one time, it's not going to do anything. You got to do it every day. You want to have a healthy marriage? Go on a date. Pray together. Talk to each other. It's work. You know, taking classes. Well, that's a commitment, and I don't want to commit to that. And if I miss, then people are going to say, why did you miss this week? I don't want to do that. Uh, uh, I need to go to counseling, or, or we need to go to couples counseling, but that costs money, and I would, I would rather go on vacation or buy this boat. You have to make a decision. You have to choose now, discipline, or you will regret it later. We choose our pain. Paul was very clear. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Don't just go through the motions of life. He was disciplined and he was focused on the prize, so he worked really hard for it. Now, I said earlier I would come back to this. What's the prize? It's not to save ourselves. See, right before he shared, he shared this uh, to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 9, um, he talked about being disciplined. Right before he, he shared this, he said these words. He said in verse 19, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone. And here it is, to win as many as possible. That was his goal, to win as many as possible. He says, I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Paul was invited to join this adventure to share the gospel with other people because remember that tension he had? I, I'm terrible and I mess up all the time and there's nothing I can do. I, I may as well just give up. That was his tension. That was his, his feeling inside. But because of Jesus, he knew that he was forgiven, and he said, you know what? I want other people to feel that too. I want other people to know 
that there's a better way. There's a new life. There's forgiveness. You don't have to carry it. Carrying that weighs you down, and you're not going to be useful to, to others because it's, it's so heavy on yourself. You're just trying to get through the day. But Paul says, you know what? I'm doing this to win as many as possible because he wanted them to share in this life. And without discipline, he would have continued to fail over and over so much, he just would have been less useful for Jesus. We're all in the same boat. We all mess up all the time. We all need Jesus. We all need forgiveness. We all need to know that he won't hold our mistakes against us if we ask for forgiveness. And we all need to know that there's a better life out there. But we have a choice if we want to accept it or not. We have to make that choice. If we don't, we're actually still making the choice. What do you want now and what do you want more? Imagine what you want is a beautiful yard. That's your goal. Does anybody like uh, a nice-looking yard? I can't raise my hand. I don't care that much. There's kids around and our neighbor kids, and everyone runs through yard and destroys it, and our dog, it destroys But But some of you like your yards looking really nice. Would, would you just raise your hand, please, if... Yep, okay. Yep, every man in here, and if the man's not raising his hand, the, the wife is pointing to her, to her husband. So, yeah, I, okay. All right, so we're just going to pretend that that's what you want most, even if it's not. Now, you walk out your front door, and, uh, and there's a, you go to, let's say you go to the house next door every day. You're, you have to go there for a reason. I don't know what the reason is, but you just do. They might not like it. They don't want you to bother them, but you're going every day anyway. So you walk out, short path, walk through the grass, go to the neighbor's front door, okay? Long path. Go out, go left along your sidewalk up to the driveway, walk down the driveway, turn right on the sidewalk, go up to their sidewalk, unless you want to cut through their grass and ruin their yard, and walk up to the front door. You, you get the idea. There's a short path through the grass. There's a long way that, that's, uh, that's not going to mess up the yard. You have to choose. You can cut through it um, or not, and you know when you cut through it what's going to happen. The problem is you can make that decision today, but you still have to make it every day. The problem is when I walk out the front door and it's a nice day, it's not raining, and I have all kinds of energy and I'm not stressed, then it's really easy for me to walk down the sidewalk and take the long way and just enjoy the day, right? But what, what about when it's, when it's cold and it's, or it's raining and, uh, and I'm stressed out and I'm tired and I just want to get over there and I don't want to take the long way today, so I'm just going to walk through the yard one time. Not a big deal, right? That doesn't seem like a huge deal. It's not going to do much, probably, walking through it one time. So the next day, you come out and you think, well, I probably shouldn't do it again, but I did it yesterday, and everything looks fine to me. It worked out okay. And you, and you know what? It was also fun. It was fun to walk across grass. Our, our bodies, actually, we, re, our, we release a chemical called dopamine when something's wrong, that we do something wrong. That's why temptation and things like, hey, family, welcome. <laughs> Everyone kept looking at you. I'm like, guys, I'm up here still, but <laughs> if it was anyone else, I wouldn't have called you out. But yeah, go over there. It'll be more fun. We'll talk here in a minute. I don't even know. I was saying something. Oh, yeah, when you do something that you're not supposed to, your brain releases a chemical called dopamine. Yeah. Um, and you think, I'm not supposed to do this, but it was fun, and it gives me a good feeling. Just walking across grass. Something forbidden, though. It's fun. It's easy. You do it several times, and when you walk out, right? You say, I've been doing this all this time, and nothing's really happened. Nothing's happened. So you just keep on doing it. And now your brain's created this new neural pathway. This is what I do now. I walk out. I go across. That's how addictions happen. That's how people get trapped into an addiction that they thought, I'm just going to do this once and it's not going to be a big deal. 
Well, now their brains are, are guiding them. Paul, I think, probably had some kind of feeling of, he said, I don't want to do it, but I do it anyway. That's what happens. Our brains adjust or make us do that in a way. Now, it's simply what I do when I walk out, I just walk across the yard. Now, once you do that long enough, what happens? You wanted that beautiful yard, but now you don't. Now you've got a, a trail, a path that someone walked on the grass, you, every day, and now you don't have a beautiful yard anymore. When we walk out, we have to stop. We have to ask ourselves, what do I want most? And if it's a beautiful yard, then don't do what you were going to do. We're training ourselves. Disciples, discipline, it, it does take work. Is it my salvation? No. But am I going to be useful for other people? Am I going to win as many as possible? Well, do you want to work or not? What do you want most? It's going to be more difficult. It's going to be time-consuming. It's going to seem like a waste sometimes to even fight it. Why fight it? Just, just let it happen and move on. Do you want the pain of discipline or do you want that pain of regret later? Because sometimes that regret feels pretty bad. Now, here's, this is important. If you do not do something now with what you want most, you will likely have, this will likely become your greatest regret. The thing that you want most, if you continue to, to uh, not make it a priority, eventually it will become your greatest regret. I want that to change. I don't want to live that way, and I don't want anyone else to live that way. Paul didn't want anyone to, so he told us what to do. Get disciplined. Today is the day it changes. You walk out your door, you're looking, and you're saying, this is what I want, whatever it is. You have to decide that on your own. If I can just stay off the grass long enough, then guess what happens? It gets better. It, this is, God makes the grass grow again. We can water the yard, we can fertilize it, but none of us can make it grow. This is what God does. He's a redeeming God. If we, we would just stay away long enough, if we wouldn't conform to the patterns of this world, we would be transformed. Life would be different, but we have to give him room to work. We have to, we have to let him. We have, it's a choice. He showed us that even something as bad as death can be redeemed. That's the gospel, that, that Jesus would die and he would be raised to new life. Even that doesn't stop him. Whatever your uh, thing is that you're not disciplined in or your regret, it can be redeemed if you let him, but we have to stay faithful to him. God is renewing the places that we trampled on, but let us choose that path that always brings healing. With his power, let us choose discipline over regret. Speaking of decisions, uh, we, have a, we have a couple uh, that happened this week. Um, I want to, uh, want to call up uh, a couple different people first.